0: Hello and welcome to this week's therapy for me. And I'm back behind my desk for what seems like an age since I actually recorded TFM. Kind of in the one spot. Uh, The last few weeks, it's it's kind of been out and about on location. So uh, quite strange to be back with the ticking clock. But we'll we'll get started uh, and have a little bit of that twangy guitar. I've never looked good in hats um, it's been one of the things that's always kind of irritated me a little bit because I've always wanted to be somebody who could wear a cap and I and I can't I look awful in caps it's something to do with the, the shape of my head but it doesn't it doesn't work properly I've got I've got a relatively small top part of my head so everything when I've got a cap on looks kind of wrong but it's kind of most hats um, I can just about carry off a kind of panamari type thing but to be honest i don't feel i'm old enough to really embody it properly so as soon as i can embody it properly i will go absolutely bonkers over over, you know over for it absolutely go the complete whole nine yards for it as and when i can um but i'm not quite sure i'm quite there there yet and if i'm going to do it i want to do it in the linen suit and i want to do it in a very Sort of Graham Green kind of style, and I'm not not quite ready for that that yet. So, um, and I've never really done beanies as well, which I really kind of wish I could do a, a, a beanie hat as well, which which I can't. They they I just I just look and I look I just look a, a bit of a twerp in them if I'm being honest, a bit of a pudding, um, as the phrase as the phrase goes. Um, the reason I'm mentioning it is because I went out for a walk this morning, and. Um, and when I go out for a walk in the morning, what I tend to do when I get get up and go out early, um, I I go with the whole undercover of darkness and I just get out of bed and I throw some clothes on and I go for a walk and then I have a shower when I get back because it seems a bit stupid to go out and kind of plod about a bit um and you know and 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 get kind of warm and what have you and then come back and and have a second shower so um i i I jump up and i and i go straight and i'm not going to see anybody and yes it's okay it's a little bit antisocial, but i'm not planning on being social because i don't want to be social i want to go out and have my walk and listen to something and and get back um the downside of that is is my hair and um what I've what happens, and I don't know if this is a common thing, but I am I am quite grey. In fact, I am considerably grey. I, I I own grey to a certain extent. Um, but when I put gel on my hair, it doesn't look as grey. It still retains a bit of the darkness. So um, when I've had a shower and gel my hair, I look less grey and and I think therefore younger than when the gel's worn off. So if I if I take a jumper on and off. A couple of times, then that disrupts the the gel in my hair and my hair goes kind of softer and by default looks greyer. The other reason it looks greyer is when I wake up in the morning. So when I go out for a walk, particularly if I'm getting ready for a haircut, I have the the whole bedhead thing going on and it's not just the bedhead. It it seems to drop into a very middle-aged kind of you know the, the the unkempt look for me seems to be more of a middle-aged kind of style um, and that's not to say I'm middle-aged I appreciate I'm middle-aged I know the age I am and that's fine but if I you know when I'm out of the shower and I've and I've and I've applied a bit of product I don't look quite as middle-aged as I do first thing in the morning and of course you've got the problem that the rest of your body is particularly your face is still settling into the day and you always look a little bit more tired and therefore a little bit older in the morning so that's the point when I miss a hat because you were wondering where what this got to do with a hat. So I'm going to bring it back around and say that's the point where I miss the hat because that's when a hat would work for me. If I could put a beanie hat or a cap in the summer on then, then that that kind of going out with, because I'm genuinely conscious, I think I look about 10 years older when I go for a stroll in the morning. Now, it might not be the case. If anybody's out about and sees me and listens to this and wants to comment, then that would be great to have some kind of validation. But I think I look about 10 years older, and it's all down to the fact that I don't look good in hats. Tuesday. Right, so having come back from Spain where everybody had a different view on social distancing and masks and we hadn't gone through the kind of whole nonsense of the Freedom Day and this, that and the other, um, I'm now I'm now thinking that we might actually, we might get sensible by the back door. Um, and that's because I was listening to something on the radio today, uh, Radio 4, as, as tends to be my one uh, of a morning when I've been out uh, for a run, um, and... I was listening to something about, I think it was Herefordshire, whose council were wanting to put Um, measures back in place in schools because of the very very high rates in both secondary and primary schools in their in their area so they were looking back at putting masks in congested spaces and looking back at doing things to start to reduce the 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 easier spread i mean the delta variant variant doesn't seem to need any help with spreading but we are going out of our way to give it as much assistance as as possible and um And Herefordshire were we're, we're taking the view that this wasn't a very good idea and maybe we should put some some kind of policies in place. Now, here's the thing. I don't think the public will react badly to that. I think a large portion of the public will think that's an absolutely fine idea and not a major problem at all and quite sensible, particularly when we've got a lot of the winter season still to go. So I wonder if we're going to end up with this thing where actually the government wants to get to that stage but they don't want to be seen to be saying it because it goes against everything they've said before and it certainly flies in the face of this whole ridiculous libertarian exceptionalist wing of, of, of either the party or the public that thinks that, that somehow um, coronavirus was was a battle to be won and that you could win it by sheer force of, of, of argument or behaviour rather than what it is which is a, which is a virus. And I'm now going to be quite interested to see what happens in the next few weeks to see if if actually more places do that this if you think back this is what happened right at the beginning um you know and, and I think I mentioned that either last week or the week before but it did happen very early on that, that places started getting sensible before before we got to lockdown and it looks like we could be heading in exactly the same direction again <laughs> I imagine anybody who has even a passing interest uh, in this podcast and has listened to more than maybe one or two of them will have worked out today what was going to be um, the topic of conversation. Um, and obviously, I do like a bit of a rant, and I don't need anything. Well, the the most furtive thing probably for me is um, is anything to do with, with this government or a Tory politician. So, um, you'll not be surprised to to hear that I'm going to talk about what's gone on in in Parliament today. Um, and it's not really one situation; it's a couple of situations that have that have worked themselves kind of together. Really, um, we've had we've had the um, what should have been a very simple parliamentary vote on upholding the suspension of Owen Patterson uh, MP, who's a former cabinet minister, and he's been found um, to have been in, in breach of the laws with regard to political lobbying by the independent body that adjudicates on such things. And as such, it would normally be a very simple procedure why, whereby the House would, would pass through that judgment and he would have been suspended for 30 days. Um, and what's what's happened is, his his friend Andrea Leadsom has kind of Got involved in this because um, there's a whole debate going on within the Conservative Party about whether this procedure, which is independent and which stems from everything that came out of the whole cash for questions and expenses scandal, uh, the whole sleaze element of of the early two thousands or mid two thousands, um, there's there's a, a question now about that, you know, that scrutiny and whether that scrutiny is fair now. Owen Paterson hasn't necessarily claimed that he's innocent, but he has claimed that he's not had a fair trial and he's also claimed that he's not had a right of appeal um, and that he, to a certain extent, has been judged in the court of public opinion rather than what he seems to be sees as a, a true you know, and, and flawless democratic process. Um, and what's happened today is there was a vote... Uh, well, there was an amendment tacked to this vote that basically said we're going to overturn the, the current processes in place and we're going to replace it with something different. We're going to put, replace this independent body with a select committee, uh, which is which effectively is is Parliament. Adjudicating on itself, and this select committee is going to be heavily um, uh, manned with with a with a conservative chair and also probably with a disproportionate amount of of conservative MPs to effectively give this select committee a majority. And so that has been that has been what was put on the table today, and that's what's been whipped against and using the majority they have, though it's interesting that that majority is whittled down massively, um, the, the, the the Conservative government under Boris Johnson was able to push this through, effectively to get Owen Paterson off the hook, and also to effectively rip up that independent watchdog that's there to, in the wake of uh, you know, sleaze in previous years, is there to actually... Um, Protect the public and ensure that the that, that MPs behave in, 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 in a manner that's appropriate. Here's the bit... Well, I mean, I struggle with all of it. There's no point saying here's the bit I, I don't struggle with. It's it's cronyism. It's wrong. It's a, a ridiculous thing to suggest that just because you don't like the outcome of something that you should rip up the process. It's absolutely one rule for one and, and one for another. Um, it's also... A really, really dark day um, for Parliament. Um, th- there was cries of shame at the point when the uh, result of the vote was read out, and and to be honest, rightly so. This is this is corruption. Um, and I don't think there's any other way of, of, of really putting it. And whilst there the may well be a flaw in the system, and I'm not suggesting there isn't a flaw in the system and that maybe there could be a better route to this, you can't essentially just say we refuse to recognise the verdict of an independent judiciary because you don't like the result, which is exactly what's happened today. I think this is going to play really, really Badly, I think it's going to play very badly with the public. I remember what happened in the wake of the expenses scandals, um, and I think none of this is going to do any any help in a situation where we we're, we're now having th- you know threats that are being um, that are working their way into actual harm to to, to MPs, um, and I just don't understand. I don't understand why you would have this fight. I don't. I don't. I just don't get it. I don't get how this plays out. I don't think this is one you can sweep under the carpet. I think it's 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 a, a real uh, misunderstanding of the you know of of where the public are at, and I think it's it's just a, a very 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 dark day um, in in our democracy. <laughs> Gary Neville put something on Twitter this morning with regard to the events of yesterday, and he mentioned to somebody that the chances were that the, the Tories would have U-turned by 9.30, so not much to see here. Um, that He was a, he was bang on the money. Uh, there's been a screeching U-turn um, with regard to the events of, of yesterday. Um, and I think only because of the ridiculous backlash um, that came in in, in overnight uh, and, and, and sort of through the night and into this morning. I imagine from a lot of constituents, um, from, from both sides of the house, um, the, the, the Tories were not going to be able to carry anything in terms of their proposals because they will have had no cross-party consensus whatsoever. So that was they were already dead in the water. Um, and I think if you look at the, the, the front pages of the papers this morning, I mean, the mail was vitriolic. Um, and for a, for a Tory government to get the mail vitriolic, there's only a few things that can do that. And sleaze is absolutely one of them. And sleaze absolutely was the reason this morning. But it wasn't just the mail. It was a number of a number of other papers as well. But when you've got the mail in that particular space, then you know you've got a problem. Um, the fact is, you still had Kwasi Kwarteng out doing the news shows and radio 4 this morning, effectively suggesting that the head of the Standards Commission, Catherine Stone, should actually revi- should resign and con- you know and consider her position, which is 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 ridiculous that a minister of the crown should should say not that we 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 upheld standards in terms of of our members. But actually that we go after the, the independent um, chair of this, this, this body and suggest that she should, she should resign uh, in the wake of something that a majority of, of Tory MPs voted through. Because the thing about a majority in the House is they can pretty much vote through anything. Um, and if you can, and if you can, if you can, you know, corral them up to voting for something. To suggest just because something's gone through Parliament, that an independent part of the mechanism should then consider its position is is scandalous to be to be perfectly honest so we've had another in a in in, you know in a a series of screeching u-turns the one thing this government does do is they 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 get a feel for how something's playing out and they u-turn with remarkable pace of course what this means now is you know where are we where are we going to go from from here um the the mp in question has resigned um and I don't know what that's going to mean. I mean, people—they possibly it was a relatively safe seat, twenty-two thousand majority for Owen Paterson. Um, maybe, maybe you know, the Lib Dems particularly might think they've got half a chance of, of winning it. Looking at what happened in in in, in the Amersham by election, so I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what happens on on that one. Um, but it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what you know what plays out you know moving forward. But this. I think this. I think this will damage. I think this will hurt. I think this is going to be part of a. The thing with sleaze is that when it's there, it's a smell that does it. It lingers. This doesn't go away very easily. It did for them before, and it could easily do for them uh, again. Um, you know, and there is a sense for the for the, of this government. And remember, this is a government that wanted to pror- prorogue parliament. This is a government that's got legislation going through at the moment to try and and taper the power of the. Judiciary. This is a government that doesn't like being held to account. Doesn't feel it should be held account. Doesn't feel that it is the kind of government filled with the kind of people that should be treated by the normal rules. And I think this is a perfect example of it, but I think it's 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 also interesting that this is something I think that really cuts through. So we'll have to wait and see what the next days and weeks bring. <laughs> Friday. I've named the episode this week after a song by Embrace, and Embrace are a, a Huddersfield band, um, and they're part of the kind of Brit pop scene. They were never quite um, at, at the centre of it, but they, you know, they produced a few good tunes and they had a very, very strong local following. Um, and they, you know, and they did some some nice stuff, including you know a, a couple of great tunes on a on a comeback album a bit later, one of which I think was provided by Coldplay. And um, the reason why I've picked that song and why it would seem strange title when you maybe reflect on what I've talked about uh, over the last couple of days. But actually, it's it comes out of something different that happened to today. Um, in fact, two things that kind of happened today. One, I did a recording of the 942 podcast uh, with, with Jason uh, this evening and we spoke to um, a friend of, of mine called Hannah Trigwell. Now, I've known Hannah for about, four or five years and she was somebody i met through sure. she's a singer songwriter um, she's a youtuber she's a mentor she's a manager she's all manner of things she's got incredible she's packed an enormous amount into a short you know relatively short career in the music industry and we we're both partial to a, a, a brew and we're both partial to a toasted tea cake and there's a there's a, a farm shop down the road that we are, we used to like to meet at and it's been a long time a long time since I've seen her and we message each other infrequently even though she doesn't live that far away um, and we've been trying to get her on the podcast for a while and finally managed to get her on a podcast this week and it was just lovely to see her and it reminded me that there there are so many people in your life that you that that you. You pick up back with really easily because they're just good people. Now, I wouldn't have put that into today's section if not for something else that happened today. So I was trying to help out a friend with a a situation. She's in need of um, a PA box for 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 an event. And she was asking me if I could help. Now, if I'd been still... Back in in my you know my old sure kind of days, I probably could have borrowed a box from work and 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 helped her out for the thing that she needed to do. But um, I I was sort of thinking right, well who who do I know who can help me? And there's a lot of people I know around the area, but I I instantly went to a, um, a friend of mine called Paul, who I used to do a lot of work with, and haven't worked much with Paul in the past five or six years, but did quite a lot of work with him. Sort of, you know, two thousand five through two thousand ten. Probably did a lot of work with Paul. Uh, no, that's wrong sort of times. Wrong sort of times. No, the right sort of times. The right sort of times. Two thousand five, two thousand ten. Did a lot of work with Paul. Uh, has a has a little events company in in Sheffield, or a, a nice events company in Sheffield. And uh, and we became we became friends. And I've not spoken to Paul for a long, long time. And I found his number today um, and I gave him a call and it was just like not a moment of time had passed and he just said yep yeah, no problem what do you need we'll sort it I'm gonna meet him for coffee next week gonna sort out the thing that we need to sort out um, he's just helping me out so I can help out a friend um, and it just it was just that moment of you're just a nice person you're just a thoroughly good person person and we haven't spoken for ages i'm looking forward to having to catch up with him i don't know when i'll speak to him after that but your life is 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 littered and littered is the wrong term in a, in a, in a good way you have positive litter in your life of, of all these people that you meet, maybe fleetingly, maybe you deal with for a, f- a few weeks or a few months at a time, it might be a fairly intense relationship for a short period of time because it's wrapped around something. And then you might not speak to them for weeks and weeks and weeks and months and years. And yet there comes a point where you need to talk to them and it's it just it's instant. It's like you were where you were before. And it's a really, really beautiful thing. So I wanted to just say thanks to Paul for helping out. Uh, lovely to talk to you. I'm looking forward to grabbing a, a brew with you next week um, and catching up with what's been going on in, in, in his world. And to just throw that element in. And I've been reflecting a little bit on the um, on the whole situation with, with Parliament and, and what have you. Um, I still think there's something wrong it was a, a serious mismanagement and it shows contempt um, for uh, you know the constituency as a whole but I was also listening to some stuff on LBC um, where they were talking about well MPs should just be paid minimum wage and it should be this or they should, just, they should just be you know we shouldn't they shouldn't get allowances for houses they should just be put in dorms effectively and and treated that way around that's wrong That's not the answer at all. The vast majority of people doing that job will be doing an absolutely fine, fine job. And we need to respect them. We need to pay them. We need to ensure that if they're spending time away from their families that they are treated respectfully because any of us who've been in that situation and have done those jobs and have spent time away from home have always been treated that way when we've done those things. And MPs are no different in that respect. If I've got a problem, I've got a problem with the bit at the top that thinks that you can be that disrespectful of the processes. That's that's where my problem is lying. Not necessarily with a whole batch of, batch of individuals, uh, including, to be fair, Owen Paterson. I do think Owen Paterson probably did do something that was wrong. I, 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 I you know he might not quite see it, but I think viewed through the lens of where we are, I think he probably I think he probably did. I think he probably also thought that he didn't get a fair hearing and that might be true as well. But the way to resolve that situation was and the disrespect shown for the institutions was 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 the issue. Um, so let's let's not dwell on that. Let's just dwell on those on, on, on let's just dwell on good people, including including my mate Paul. Uh, and also Hannah, because it was lovely to be but just anybody that you bump into infrequently, and every time you do, you raise a smile, because you realise just how great folks are. If you've enjoyed Therapy For Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.